by definition lead generation is the process of identifying potential customers for your business now lead generation is the first and very important part in the sales process nurturing new leads is vital to keep every business running there are numerous ways in which businesses generate leads today and every industry has grown to develop their own lead generation strategy. Social media in the 21st century plays a pivotal role in the ability for businesses to reach their ideal customer base. And that's why the LinkedIn's, the Facebook's, the Instagram's, the Twitter's are all very in demand for new businesses that are trying to put a message across to potential clients. The conscious selling cycle puts a greater emphasis on lead generation and this is because if you generate leads ethically the chances are you would have succeeded in tackling the contact initiation and qualification phase in a single goal right and also the needs assessment phase in one single goal when using any one of the lead generation methods that we're going to discuss today, the prospects will already have a bought-in mindset and there is little or no need for objection handling. They're just waiting to be taken to the close space. The ultimate lead generation flow is turning strangers into visitors, you know, introducing them to your product and then they have a little bit of an interest once they become visitors then they become leads because they have the option to opt in and then once they become leads it's very very easy to convert them to customers and then with dedicated client servicing and complete you know client service support they will become your promoters all right, so let's uh, let's get into lead generation. But before we go into the conscious lead generation method that I want us to take away from this class today, I'd like us to look at the traditional lead generation methods that you're already familiar with. All right. So the traditional lead sourcing methods. They're very, very familiar and dare me to say that they're saturated lead generation methods. The first one I'm going to talk about is cold calling. If you've ever had any sales conversation, the chances that cold calling has come up is very, very high. Undoubtedly, cold calling has worked for many, many businesses if done correctly. To be successful at cold calling, one must have a stellar sales pitch. Albeit a very successful method for some people, most salespeople struggle with sales calling. I remember in my first sales job, it was so hectic because I dreaded picking up the phone to speak with people that I don't know, especially being an introvert. Of course, after a few months, I was able to, you know, navigate this but it was very difficult and it was easy for other people who had joined the company with to quit and decide they weren't going to do it. 
the conscious lead generation strategies that I will share with you today, however, have proven to be more, you know, sorry, have proven to be less evasive and it yields even greater results. Now, the second uh, a traditional uh, lead generation method is cold emailing. Just like, you know, cold calling. Cold emailing is a situation where you send emails, you know, pull people's emails from all over the internet and then send them emails proposing a service or product to them without them asking for it. Right. This is very random and knowing that the rate at which people respond or act on unsolicited emails is very, very low. It makes it a, a very frustrating. I think for me, cold emailing is one of the least successful forms of lead generation that I've ever come across. Now, another traditional uh, uh, you know, lead generation method that people use, especially now with the emergence of digital marketing, is social marketing. Social marketing is the passive form of digital marketing. Because businesses use social media platforms to connect and approach potential customers. Do you remember getting random LinkedIn messages about things that you know nothing about or have no remote interest whatsoever? That is why I call social marketing. And it's very, very, very unproductive if not done correctly. And a lot of the times, I find that companies do not do it correctly. Now, content marketing is also a very passive form of marketing. Now, a lot of uh, you know companies are now leaning towards more informed content marketing by using search engine optimization and doing keyword search, and has made it a lot more much better as opposed to reading things from someone else's perspective. You know, the emergence of content marketing led everyone rushing to the internet to start a blog and, and putting all sorts of content out there. Right. So content marketing works if done properly. And one of the ways to make sure that content marketing is done properly is proper digitization. Because content can get lost in the massive world of online and print media. So we're going to talk about how to enhance your content to produce the desired leads or the, to give you the traction that you need when generating leads. All the mentioned lead sourcing methods, I'm not saying they do not work. They do work certainly with a little bit more precision and some experience. So to answer the big question about cold calling, Many businesses still use this lead sourcing method, especially in the financial services industry, and it works. But the goal here is how do we make sure that we're working smarter and not harder and achieving the desired results by putting the people that we interact with and the benefit that they get first before anything else. Conscious lead generation means 
being deliberate about client sourcing and identifying leads genuinely. I mean, the ideal process is to turn strangers into promoters without pestering the potential lead. You know, this process involves taking more responsibility on the part of the salesperson before even engaging with the customer. Are you doing a little bit of research before you reach out to them to make sure that there's even a remote need for the service that you're trying to offer them? Following conscious lead generation means taking ethical responsibility on how you identify leads, how you approach them, and how you deal with them throughout the sales process. Once this is done, the customer will fully participate and eventually, through satisfaction, they become your promoter. Now, let's delve into the six uh, alternative lead generation methods. We're going to do a brief overview here and then go in depth with the case studies. So, referrals. Referrals are a crucial component of inbound sales. The customer-focused sales approach leads to client satisfaction and naturally, referrals and recommendations will follow. Why are referrals important? A referral converts five times more likely to close than a cold call. What does this mean? If you find a lead online coldly, without any connection or any links, you have to go through the hurdle of getting that person to trust you. But when someone has been referred to you, it is more likely that they've crossed the threshold of trust before even engaging with you because you've been referred to them by someone that they already trust. So such uh, leads are more likely to convert if they have a need for the service that you're offering. So you must have gathered from the, conscious, uh, from the concept of conscious selling that the goal of focusing on the follow-up phase in the conscious selling cycle is to ensure that customer satisfaction will get your business to the point where you start to generate more referrals. This is a more sustainable way of getting leads. This will translate to a higher close rate and inevitably a surge in revenue. The referral as a lead generation method ensures that you maintain a steady profile of clients. Because guess what? Millionaires know other millionaires. And luxury car lovers have friends who also love luxury cars. Now the second lead generation method that we're going to look at is personal branding. You wonder how personal branding will get you leads? Branding is differentiation. Words like professional bio, blogs, contributors, subject matter experts sound all too familiar. The modern day entrepreneur and professional leverage already existing tools to brand and differentiate themselves from the crowd. In conscious lead generation, if you remember, we talked about focusing on benefit. Building and managing a personal brand that correlates with your business brand is key to gaining credibility. It will also establish you as a subject matter expert, thereby resulting in potential clients reaching out to you for your opinion, recommendations, and your perceived unique product. A great brand has experience, quality, better problem handling, and better customer experience. 
customers will gravitate more to the advice of an expert than they would an anonymous recommendation. Now, the third strategy in the lead generation strategies that we're going to look at today is digital marketing. Digital marketing is taking content marketing to another level. Yes, you have content. Are you giving away that content for free and waiting for people to phone you? You are doing it wrong then. Top companies are using various digital marketing strategies like online sales funnels, call to action buttons, opt-in forms to give potential clients a direct line to reach them. Methods such as web page optimization, mobile friendly websites, personalized content, are known to produce even more leads. So why not leverage it, but ethically and consciously? Leveraging the internet to generate leads is one of the most important and lucrative strategies today. Companies have built their marketing strategies solely on taking leads online and directing people to connect with their brands based on the perceived need. Now, the fourth strategy that we're going to look at today is complementary marketing. So the complementary strategy is a strategy that allows you to leverage relationships with businesses that offer products or services that complement yours. It's a very simple and straightforward method that works. So when you purchase a TV, you inevitably need a TV stand or TV mount. When you adopt a puppy, you need dog food. There's some good or services that do not complement completely satisfy customers without another product or service. So my advice is find complementary business owners within your niche and partner with them to access a wider range of customers. Complementary marketing could also be a form of referral. For example, if I managed a school and enter a complementary partnership with a financial advisor who does education planning solutions for parents, I could act as a referring entity between parents looking to plan for their children's education and the financial advisor looking to sell education planning solutions. This benefits my business because I can ensure that parents are able to pay their children's school fees because they can plan for it. On the other hand, there are benefits such as commissions on referrals that I could leverage on to boost my revenue. So complementary marketing is an often overlooked strategy that I think you should consider when planning your sales strategies. Uh, the, the fifth uh, you know, strategy that I want us to look at today is social media targeting. Have you heard about pay to play? How important is it for you to reach qualified leads? Businesses today spend tons of resources to get their products or service offerings in front of potential clients. Customer service aside, people buy what they can see. I'm sure you have heard of the analogy of an attract unattractive woman or man with a beautiful attitude. Before you can get in the relationship door, your first impression would determine the outcome of that first date. Comparatively, 
before you get the chance to wow prospective clients with your stellar conscious selling and client-focused approach. You need to put your name and your product in front of them. How do you do that? By leveraging social media advertising. LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook offer targeted advertising for whatever niche your business falls. You can target the people you want to sell to and bring your product or service in front of them. A major excuse in the past would be oh, the cost intensiveness of advertising for small businesses. But guess what? If you can reach thousands of people by investing $1 a day, I bet the return on investment on that, in, on that will be way more than a dollar. The tools to succeed are at your fingertips, only if you grab them. So go on Instagram, go on Facebook and look at the $1 per day option for advertising and you will not regret leveraging this strategy to generate leads for your business. Now the last strategy that I often see a lot of personal brands and even software as a service businesses leveraging is informational freebies. Who doesn't like freebies, one might ask. What I do, do you? Providing informational freebies is a popular lead magnet. I'm pretty sure you've gone on a website and been offered a free ebook in exchange for your contact details. Why do you think that is? You can already create prospects' interest with free information so that at the time where they need to spend money, they remember you and come back to you. If I read an ebook on how to master digital marketing and find it insightful, chances are that I will buy another product from the company that made the content available to me in the first place. Much like personal branding, B2B sales can be boosted using free informational content. Have you ever wondered why companies like Nielsen, who put out free market reports, they understand client needs? to access information and use this strategy to position themselves as an expert in the field. When you think of market research, is it Nielsen usually the first go-to? Leading to potential client engagement and establish trust even before you, know, you can approach them because they've seen your content and they've gotten value from it. You could create an ebook or free webinar as a sneak peek to your full service offering. Or you can create an informational ebook on a problem your product solves. Do not be tempted at all to package useless information or copy content because that will give you the reverse effect. So I want us to look at some case studies um, that tie directly to the strategies that I've mentioned, six different strategies that I've mentioned. And the reason that I'm doing this case study is just to put it into perspective and see how you know they play out in, in a practical sense. So the first uh, you know case study that I'll be doing is rigid motors. Um, Rigid Motors is a, it's a luxury car manufacturer and 
you know, they, they're a, a car company that's focused on serving the best of the best clients. So they've got like the C-suite level, um, uh, you know, client base, millionaires, people who have a certain lifestyle. And because of this, Rigid Motors cannot get clients from advertising because there is, there's a certain kind of uh, prestige to their car brand. So they have a certain kind of client base. So one would wonder how, you know, can Rigid Motors generate leads then if they're not advertising or using the, you know, other mediums to, to attract clients. So Rigid Motors has a referral scheme um, that is basically focused on helping them get the kinds of clients that they want on their client base. So every year, you know, their revenue targets for Rigid Motors can be covered by the sale of just a hundred vehicles. Can you imagine how much each of those vehicles would be? So rigid motors, I mean, you're not going to see people who would spend a hundred, you spend that kind of money on a single car. You're not going to see them sitting down beside TV watching ads or on social media constantly scrolling through. So the best way for rigid motors to attract potential clients is to rely on referrals from their existing clients. If you remember correctly, I said that you know if you're focused on attracting a certain level of clients, it's important that you you know look at a referral scheme because people who know each other are usually you know in the same class or in the same um, society level, socioeconomic level, if I'm allowed to say. Right. So, Rigid has a luxurious client referral scheme how does this work so the scheme is in line with the luxury car manufacturer brand that you know rigid portrays and meets its clients taste needs so they've got prices like you know five star trips member only perks and a genuine approach to customer service if you see here rigid is not only relying on the things that they can give their clients. They're also very focused on giving them the best that money cannot buy, which is customer service. Because a company that, if you've got the best product and you don't have the right people interacting with your clients, the right customer support, the product does not matter. People will leave you. So Rigid Muscles, it's very focused on making sure that their clients are treated well, not just only by the perks that they give them, but also the customer service. And this serves as a motivation for their customers to introduce their wealthy friends to the big business. I mean, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? So Rigid Muscles customers feel a sense of worth, and as a result, will keep coming back and bring their closest friends and business partners along. Now, Rigid uses a customer-centric price or reward approach to gain referrals that convert. And this puts them in a position to constantly grow their business and the revenue that they generate. 
So that is what we, we, we've looked at rigid motors for, you know, referral, how to effectively um, roll out a referral scheme. Find what your clients like. And it's important also because a lot of businesses might even have different levels of clients. It's important to keep your clients' data. You know, when I was in financial services, I had data on my clients in the sense that I can group my clients um, by the data that they provide to us, what age groups, um, what nationalities, what job types, etc. Because that helps me in the future when I'm approaching new clients. I know what age groups are more likely to, you know, buy in, and I know what um, job types are more likely to convert, and, and so on. So I'm sure Rigid Moses also have data like this that they can that can help them pinpoint exactly what their clients would, uh, would feel motivated by, you know. People who have so much money, what would they like? How can you make sure that you're giving your clients the best? It might not be what Rigid Moses is giving to their clients because you've got a different group of clients. It's important to have that data to effectively roll out a referral scheme that works. So data is God when you're marketing, when you're selling. It's important to collect as much data, of course, with the consent of your clients. But it's also important that you look to that data to inform you when you're making strategic decisions, like how to generate more leads, right? So rigid muscles, they're doing very well with the referrals. Like they don't even need to stress. They already, you know, are able to cover their annual revenue and exceed. And they've been growing also by 200% since, since the company opened. So they must be doing something right. Maybe you should look into that as well. What referral scheme will be best for your clients? Make sure that you're giving them something that they need and not something that you think they need. Okay, perfect. So let's get on to a case study for personal branding. Um, I mentioned that personal branding is another very uh, genuine and effective way to generate leads for your business. And remember here, the focus is not, not just getting leads, the focus is making sure that when the leads um, come to you, they're already in the mindset to buy or to actually listen to your offer. And that's why we're look, looking at a conscious uh, lead generation approach. Just as a refresher, in the previous episode, I said that the difference between a traditional lead generation approach and a conscious lead generation approach is the, it's the amount of work that is put into generating those leads. So for the conscious lead generation chat, we talked about the fact that only 10% of the time was spent on generating leads. Um, and then so much time is spent on all the other parts of the uh, sales cycle, making it even more tedious. But with a conscious lead generation uh, strategy, you already have put in so much time with you know, making sure that you're using inbound marketing strategies. When people come to you, they've already gotten to a point where they're making up their mind or their mind is made up to buy from you. All you need to do then is to wow them with your product or service and then they'll be sold. So let's look at personal branding as a case study. So here I'm using uh, Miss Jennifer Park. So Miss Jennifer Park is a new entrepreneur. She owns Park Software Solutions. Um, and it's open to provide all types of software um, engineering solutions. 
Now, being new in the field, you know, Jennifer, she has to invest in marketing to compete with other established software companies because there are a lot of those. You know, it's a very, very saturated market. And then Jennifer, you know, she's looking for a way to stand out. What does she need to do to make sure that she stands, she's heard? And she decides that her personal brand is the way to go. So first thing she does is to create a blog that she can post daily software questions from amateur users and then present answers to those questions. So it sort of like an FAQ blog. And then she used her business blog to answer and provide concrete insight into people's problems. Right? She's not just talking about what's wrong in the software space or what people don't know. She's also telling them the answers to those questions, which is a very valuable interaction in itself. Right? Over time, you know, customers are starting to line up, mainly from finding Jennifer's blog posts um, and finding it useful and wanting to use her products to solve their software-related problems because they see her as a subject matter expert like she they're like oh this woman she knows what she's on about you know she's not asking she's not soliciting in those um you know posts she's actually giving helpful and useful information um and in just over six months right in just over six months of jennifer deciding that she wanted to become a subject matter expert and using that strategy um Effectively, and here the key to personal branding, I, I'm bad at this myself. I get so busy, I do so many things at the same time that I forget and I neglect my personal brand. But the one key, one tip that I, if you don't take anything away from this session, the one thing that I would want you to take away is the fact that personal branding needs a consistent. Uh, plan on how for you to follow through it needs reiteration you can't just do it once and then forget about it you need to continue and you need to be consistent so in just over six months jennifer's client base has grown by 150 percent and then she's recorded her first 50 sales mainly from the contact forms on her blogs so here's how it works now so Jennifer she's putting out information she's not asking anything in return she's actually answering questions and people are finding finding it very valuable and in return they go onto our website and, and try to contact her and she's getting leads on autopilot no wonder she's able to grow her business so drastically in such a short amount of time personal branding done right is a no-brainer for lead generation because people will come to you they'll come and ask you questions they'll come and then they will buy from you it's inevitable right the key here is make sure that you're doing it right meaning you're focused on the value before they ask and then you're doing it consistently and those two combined will give you the upper hand when it comes to lead generation through personal branding right so let's go on to the next case study so we're still sticking with Jennifer apparently now 
So Jennifer has, you know, experienced so much success with her personal branding and she's become very famous in the software space, you know, winning awards, getting mentioned, etc. And over time, she starts getting invited to speak and attend conferences on software related issues, women in tech, you know, all, all of those really impactful conferences and seminars and she's getting you know her business is growing and she started to offer even more products aside from what she friendly offers now jennifer now she's decided that just selling products is not enough i mean it's good business is booming but she wants to do even more and reach even more customers who are looking for consultants in the software space right so finally she creates a landing page for her new venture where people can directly book their appointments, get automated quotes, and then email responses at every stage of the purchase. Digital marketing in play. So basically what Jennifer has done here is she's created a sales funnel. Now, this is something so exciting. Like if you've never heard of sales funnels, you need to look into it because when you think about lead generation on autopilot, sales funnels are what it's about. All you need to worry about is to create value and those leads will start to flow. Like you don't even be, need to be behind your computer 24 seven answering questions. As you put in a system, I mean, you obviously have to put in a little bit of work at the beginning and you put us in a system where you're always reachable people always know how to find you you know you're always available even though you're really not available right now you know jennifer she's figured this out she's cracked the code basically on using sales funnels one very effective digital marketing strategy to now venture into a different facet pivot really now, the goal is that no one will be left unattended because obviously Jennifer is now even more busy than she was when she started out her software business, right? So she no longer had the capacity to manage her company, her personal brand, and then take on a new consulting gig. Like it's so much, she's only one person. So she discovered a seamless way that she could do all those things that are important to her, as well as her business growth and leverage digital marketing tools listen digital marketing tools were sent to us from god to make our lives easier that's all i can say now jennifer has made access to her company through these tools and various solutions easier she's once again enjoying a steady stream of leads and her business is rapidly growing into a conglomerate i mean need i say more need i say more leave a comment leave me a voice message if you think you know you would benefit from an episode that talks specifically on the different digital marketing strategies and tools that you can use to make your life a lot easier i'd be happy to go into it i've done one before on a guest uh, podcast i'd be happy to go you know do a deep dive into the various digital uh, marketing tools for SMEs as well because I know that bigger brands 
have a huge marketing team so they can man over it but if you're an SME if you're an individual consultant etc just let me know and I'll be happy to do an episode on that now so obviously my girl Jennifer she's she's knocking it out of the park <laughs> see why I did the Jennifer part knocking it out of the park right so the other strategy that I want to talk about is social media targeting we, we mentioned this and for social media targeting um, I find it so much that it's people they're people who who basically earn solely on social media the youtubers people who post motivational stuff those guys they don't even need to have a job they get consistent stream of income from social media so why can't you that offering products that offering really valuable service do the same right so our focus today is on cream pie fitness now kareem is the founder of cream uh, pardon me <laughs> i'm getting tongue-tied so kareem is the founder of cream pie fitness which is the holistic fitness training business kareem spends most of his days making videos and taking pictures of equipments and his workout regimes is it regimes or regimes well it's probably resume somewhere in the world. So Karim uses Facebook and Instagram. Um, and but like he, so what Karim does is he doesn't spend a fortune on, on that because he posts his pictures and videos daily. He does what I call the dollar a day strategy, meaning Karim does video ads. He does. Uh, 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 picture ads but then he doesn't spend a lot of money on on that so he does one ad a day and he spends a dollar a day this is very very valuable information especially if you're if you're a small business you don't need to spend an arm and a leg on social media the point is being consistent right so if i'm a business owner and i post every day and i spend just one dollar a day on sponsored ads you will definitely see the benefit because you reach a certain number of people consistently every day those people will like they'll share you know retargeting happens you become your page it grows like you don't even know how much you can get done with just one dollar on social media using ads i mean gone are the days where people relied on organic uh, leads or organic uh, 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 traffic right now you have to pay for it but then you don't really need to ha have to pay an arm and a leg especially if you're a small business or an ind individual brand right you can leverage these kinds of you know strategies like the dollar a day strategy and use it to get the most out of social media right so from his dollar a day strategy Karim has been able to amass thousands of followers on Instagram and Facebook Right, because people kept seeing his videos, etc. They share it, they like it, you know, and he's gotten a few viral videos. Now, Karim receives at least 50 inquiry messages on his Instagram account alone daily. 
A quick survey of his oldest gym members found that they had enrolled at the gym because they lived close to the gym. However, majority of his client base travel long distances to work out at Karim's uh, gym. They all claim to have found Krim Fitness through one of Karim's numerous posts. You see what that can do. And since they discovered, you know, now we're in the social media age, right? Everybody wants to be seen. Everybody wants to be, to be where it's happening, etc. So when people see Karim posting videos, they think, oh, well, well that's where everything's happening. So they want to even travel long distances to come and work out there. And they probably have a neighborhood gym or something, but they, they come all the way. How would Karim have been able to reach clients that are not in his vicinity if he hadn't leveraged social media and done it consistently? Right. So Karim, you know, he's confessed that since he discovered digital marketing, his client base has gained more diversity and there has been a major improvement in the quality of clients that are enrolling at the center because these people really want to be here. Again, it comes back to people approaching you when they've already made, their, made up their minds to buy. You know, people in his neighborhood are probably just, uh, well, there's a gym, I better go. You know, they're probably not the kinds of people, they're probably not the kind of motivated individuals that Karim's looking for. But then those guys who find him, find his videos, they, you know, he put, they, he pushes his videos out there and that motivates them. They, they come because they've made up their mind to make a change. And Karim, you know, has something to do with that. Right, so not only is he reaching more people, he's actually converting people, increasing his client base. Can you see how the magic of social media and not just posting randomly, lacklusterly, being deliberate and being consistent. See what that has done for Karim's business. Social media targeting for Karim Pie Fitness. right so i think this is one of my favorite ones it's one of my favorite ones and it's probably why i've saved it for last complimentary marketing oh i love complimentary marketing you know people who sell financial products aren't the most liked people let me tell you this so working in financial services there were some times where i found it really hard you know cold calling isn't really Sometimes you just want to do things differently. And I found that complimentary marketing works really well, right? And you know, I, I talked about it in the previous episode. So now we're going to look at the how it's put into action and bringing my girl Jennifer back again for this one. So after the success of um, an at-home workout app that Jennifer developed, right? You know, she was, whilst we're talking about Karim, she was doing her own thing as well. You know, she's now actually developing apps and then selling it. So now she's she's made a successful at-home workout app. And Jennifer has had a series of, you know, software created that would help people do their own professional quality videos as well. So now she's decided to generate leads specifically for the at-home workout app that she's um, created because she's targeting you know social media influence or, or micro influencers or 
nano influencers as they call themselves so on her website she's offering a 30-day free trial of the software once the user registers on the on her company site so she observed that her customers who took the trial no i'm sorry so i've, I've missed a step here let me let me um let me go back a little bit right so now we're talking about complementary marketing so jennifer you know she's been doing her consulting gigs so jennifer came up with a seamless workout from home idea for people with misophobia so people with misophobia are people who are afraid of germs and they would typically not go out to places like a public gym because you know it's it's a breeding ground for germs now the the sorry the app had a simulation where it allowed members to connect to the jeans uh, live stream and access all the fitness training classes so even though the software comes with a free installation aid it wasn't doing as well as jennifer you know at envision and after watching one of karim's videos this is nice two of my favorite people you know meet each other so after working watching one of uh, karim's videos she decided that she could partner with him to promote her software alongside his gym membership look at that no brainer right so karim will get a chance to differentiate his fitness center from competitors with this inclusive app and jennifer would get the sales boost she needs to make it profitable win-win for both of them you know jennifer is helping people who are typically neglected people who've got misophobia and then karim is providing the tools to make sure that the app is successful and that's how you do complementary marketing so complementary marketing is when you leverage someone who is offering a complementary product so that because you both of you even though you're not competitors you have the same client base so if you're able to pull your power together and offer a product that knocks the comp comp competition out of the park it's a win-win for both of you so that is something that you guys should definitely look into look within you if you're selling tvs look for people who sell tv stands or tv um, subscriptions and then partner with them so that you can reach more people and sell more products and that's how jennifer and my my guy kareem did it so i, I jumped a bit uh to informational freebies um this one is a little bit similar to you know personal branding but it's usually for businesses and also it goes beyond you know question q and a's and and opinion uh, posts so after the success of you know jennifer's app after she had partnered with kareem she had a series of softwares created that would help people you know create their own professional quality videos so she's decided to generate leads specifically for that product because you know my girl now she's a mogul right she's a business mogul so her target audience is the social media influencers micro and nano influencers and on her website she offers a 30-day free trial of the software as soon as the the user registers on the company site so she's observed that her customers who took the trial also purchased that product license after the trial expired she had about 
43% conversion rate and gain emails of a lead for future releases and upgrades to software. So what my girl Jennifer has done here is she's used a, a strategy called freemium. It's, a, it's actually um, a revenue model called freemium and it's, it's very typical with people who sell software as a service, so SaaS technology companies. Where, I mean, you, you've fallen into that trap before. They're like, oh, use our 14-day free trial or five-day free trial. And they give you all these really nice perks at the beginning for free to basically hook you and reel you in. And once you're in, you're in. Because, you know, if you've got a good product and you're not really getting people through the door because, you know, maybe they've got misconceptions or maybe they don't know about you, etc., the best way is to give them is basically we call it to open a window to your product or your service for them so they come window shopping try out you know run on the treadmill whatever the case is and then they become hooked on it and you're able to convert them that is it's a simple very simple get figure out what will get people in the door if you're selling juices you know you've seen people at the malls who give out uh samples they're using the freemium method so you need to leverage that that is a very good way to get the right people through the door and get sales done very very fast and not only do you gain conversion you also gain contacts you also gain um, yeah, contacts so that you can continue to work at converting them over time. It's perfect. So, I mean, I hope this has been, this has been insightful for you. Um, I'm happy that you were able to stay through uh, to the end. It's, I really appreciate you. I hope that, you know, you've gotten a firm understanding of the traditional sales process. What I mean when I say conscious selling. Um, how the conscious conscious selling can affect the sales cycle for good, you know, traditional lead generation and the, the six lead generation strategies um, that I've talked about. And I hope you can see clearly how you, you can um, apply them practically to your business. You know, leave comments, leave questions. I'll be happy to answer them. Um, I'd be happy to provide more information um, to you. Thank you.